Shalom. This is Aaron Hood with the voice of my beloved podcast here with Brayden Waller. Josh does a great job on that song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did a great job. We were really missing him. I was sitting here listening to him thinking, man, I need to go see that guy. Mm. So hopefully, it'll be soon. But um, yeah, we've got, uh, we're going to go dive into Psalm 130 today. Bezrat Hashem, English or Hebrew saying that means. In God's will. Yeah, God's, God's will. God's will, help. God's help. If God wills it, then uh, it will be. Uh, yes. It's the. Uh, Hebrew transliteration of good Lord will in the creek don't rise. Right. <laughs> That's right. So, um, yeah, hallelujah. We've got a few things here. Just reminding y'all, we've got the Hanukkah worship weekend coming up, uh, December 23rd through the 26th. Um, if you can come out and make it, it'll be great. We'd love to have you. It's going to be a time of uh, fellowship, encouragement, worshiping the Savior. And, uh, man, what, what can get better than that? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yep, that'll be here uh, at the campus in Missouri, and um, we also want to mention the Harpin Farm. Um, you got a little bit to say about that, Braden? Yeah, coming up this spring. Yeah, just uh, we Tally and I did a podcast a few podcasts ago on the Harpin yeah. Farm, and just going into the importance. What we believe the importance of building community around worship and prayer, uh, and so yeah, we want to encourage this just within the body to embrace this. Uh, yeah, go for it in your own community, mm-hmm. wherever you're at, embrace a lifestyle or a culture of prayer. Mm-hmm. And that's going to have different, it's going to look different in every place, but we just want to encourage this in the body to, uh, to go for that. But Harpin Farm is going to be a, that's going to be a big component. We're going to have a culture of prayer going on in the middle of this agricultural internship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, if you're interested, 18 to 30, 18 to 30, yep. Um, go ahead and get on the website and let us know that you're interested. Send us any questions you may have. All right, so without further ado, Psalm 130. Yes, here we go. So Psalm 130, verse 1, Out of the depths I have cried to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. So here we've got out of the depths, and I believe this can refer to a variety of things in our lives. You know, failures. Mm. I'm, I'm crying out to God in my failure, in my pain, in my sin, and it's out of that that depth, out of the depths, I have cried to you, O Lord. It's oftentimes where we feel the need yeah, for God. Yeah. We're in the depths. We're yeah. just like, you know, I think of Jonah in the belly of the well. I think yeah. he, he says something similar, you know, out of the depths. I'm, oh, I need you, God. Amen. And so this is where the Psalms at. And it's interesting with throughout this journey of the Psalms of Ascent, how you've got some Psalms that don't feel like real positive, upbeat, going up songs, right? <laughs> right. It, this one, it, the title of each one of these Psalms, right? The Psalms of Ascent is a song of ascents. And then opening line here is out of the depths. Mm-hmm. And so there's that saying, right? The way that we rise is by kneeling or, mm-hmm. or there's something along that lines, right? Yeah. We, we, we uh, rise by getting low. And we see that in the Psalms of Ascent, there's this element of, yes, some of the Psalms are, are very positive and upbeat. But some of them are out of the depths. Amen. And so we we need to realize that this is sometimes part of the journey is we have to trust in God and even express our worship to him mm-hmm. in those places of, yeah. you know, in the depths. Amen. And, and still cry out to him and still engage with God when we're wrestling. Yeah, amen. You know, it, it always just amazes me. And it's one of the 
greatest things I think that Christianity has is that our God is a is not he's not he's not afraid to get his hands dirty. He's a messy God. Like he's with us. You know, he's not distant from us, and he understands our frailty, and he right. he gives us the strength to overcome. He's not uh, he's not painting a picture of just roses, um, but he is he is asking right. for complete and wholehearted obedience throughout mm-hmm. those depths that we go through. And uh, the rest of the verse, you know, oh Lord, you know, you just just crying out, you just get that out of depth. I have cried to you, oh Lord, and um, yeah, just that's where we find most of ourselves, you know, when we're crying out to the Lord, and um, He's there in the depths, right? There's no pit so deep that He is not deeper still, right? Know? So it's amazing, and I love this. It, oftentimes in these lament type psalms there's some real hope that shines out the end. Mm. And that's what this Psalm has, you know, there it's out of the depths, out of this pain, but there's abundant redemption Amen. that, that sings out at the end of this Psalm. And I, I believe that's the hope that we have. We're going through difficulties as a world, as a whole, worldwide, there's a lot of people in the depths, you know, wars going on crisis, but there's abundant redemption for those that humble themselves, Amen. cry out to God. Yeah. So going on to verse three, it says, if you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. And so the psalm seems to be alluding that the reason he's in the depths, he, the reason he's in this place of, of struggle is because of iniquities, mm. because of his, uh, his own failures. And so he's saying here, God, if you mark iniquities, if you were to give me what I deserve, basically, mm-hmm then how could I stand? There's no way that I could stand, but there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. And this is a a powerful understanding, I believe scripturally, that the forgiveness of God leads to the fear of God. Mm, Amen. And it's important to- To a contempt of or a disdain or something to be held in light esteem. It's supposed to actually bring dread and fear and a greater awe of the Lord uh, by his forgiveness, not um, I can do what I want, and, and there's forgiveness with him. Right. Yeah. It's it's a different approach than I I, uh, I have here in my notes. It says the new seeker friendly version of Psalm 130 says there is forgiveness with you that I may continue to sin. You know. So <laughs> I, that's not the right approach. Yes, there is forgiveness with him that we were in that low place. We're in that place of God. I've messed up. There's forgiveness with him that we may return to the fear of the Lord, mm. not to a nonchalant, oh, it doesn't matter if I keep failing. We know that in our humanness, God says, you know, he, uh, the Psalm in another place says he remembers that we're dust. Yeah. You know, he remembers our frailty, that we're dust, that we're prone to fall. But I believe the, the place of freedom is that we receive his forgiveness. We receive that, that favor from him, and then we we say, God, please renew in me the fear of you, because mm. I don't want to stumble back into that sin. Right. You know, as Yeshua told the woman that was caught in adultery, go and sin no more. Right. And he for, he freely, abundantly forgave her. Mm-hmm. And, but he still says, go and sin no more. Amen. There's a call to not just excuse it, and as oftentimes in our culture, it is the the thing people would say, you know, well, just kind of a nonchalant approach to the mercy, the grace, the forgiveness of God. Yeah. And it's it's almost a license to continue on in sin. Yeah, you've got this uh, verse here in Psalm 5, 7. But as for me, I will come into your house in the multitude of your mercy. In fear of you, I will worship towards your holy temple. Um, not too long ago, you know, I did, I, I don't remember if I did a podcast on it or not, but um, just did a real study. And it's just an, a very amazing study to study out the fear of the Lord. Right. Uh, it really is. I mean, 
you would think that, you know, there's a lot of uh, just fire and brimstone and uh, things there. But, man, it's almost always coupled with this, like th these verses here. It says, there's forgiveness with you so that you may be feared. This one here says, in the multitude of your mercy and fear of y'all worship towards your holy temple. Like, they're just like, it's like slammed together. Right. How the fear of the Lord is the Lord's mercy on us. The fear of the Lord is the God's desire that we would live a wholesome life and not have to um, suffer the consequences of sin. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just yeah, so much to be said on that. They're not opposed to each other. They're not opposed <laughs> yeah. to each other, right. Yeah, you have, you have so many people who are like, well, you know, is he a judgmental God or is he a merciful God? And, and he is the perfect combination of, of both. Right. He, in no way does he excuse the the sinner, you know, in his sin. But, man, so much mercy to, the, to those who ask for forgiveness. Right. Yeah, beyond our comprehension. Right. Oh, and it's, just, it's a great uh, great topic. If you've got a little bit of time, just uh, dig into the word a little bit. You'll, you'll never regret it, promise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Proverbs 16, 6 is well here. In mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity, and by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. So, yeah, just the importance here of, of understanding that when we do find our place in the depths, mm. that we realize, yes, we cry out to God. We don't run away from God. Mm -hmm. We cry out to him from that place of the depths, and we say, thank you. Thank you for your mercy, and please renew the fear of the Lord in my heart because right. I don't want to get back in that in that pit. Yeah, and it'd be so easy. you know. I mean, there's in our, um, what is the convenient, our convenient society, we, we have this thing where, you know, I'm going through a lot right now, so I... I, I, I deserve this or that, or it wouldn't be such a big deal. People would understand, or God would understand if I fell into this back into an, an old habit, you know, or something that you had already had victory over. And uh, that's not where this is coming from. This is coming right. from like out of the depths, you know, don't turn to those things that you found comfort in before mm -hmm. and, and don't feel like you're justified in, in, in some kind of uh, pleasure um, that's not from the Lord. But, dive into the mercy and the truth that is providing for the iniquity and, and cry out to God in that time and just hold fast to really, I mean, it's a, it's a battle of the mind. You know, if, if you're doing well and things are well and then, but man, if you're in the depths, it's, it's multiplied. It's, it's, it's a much, much more difficult battle. But uh, my encouragement is something in my own life. And when you have those moments when you are, frustrated or you've, you're you're fighting to keep yourself, uh, your mind pure or your mind in the right place and you go and you get some chocolate chips to make yourself feel better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's kind of a small, but you know, don't, don't allow the enemy to use a stressful situation in your life to, to pull you back down a negative road. Call out to the Lord. That's where your help is. Right. He's the ultimate uh, way that we get out of the pit. Exactly. And we, we, when sometimes in our lives, just use crutches. We medicate, right? yeah, and crutch <laughs> our way through it, yeah. But ultimately, God wants us to be whole. Amen. And to be able to say, you know what? You're my everything. You know, as the psalm says, you're my portion. Amen. And, and that's the place of real, good real portion. victory. And look good, uh, have a good inheritance. Amen. Yeah, hallelujah. Another quote here, this is from a book that Charles Spurgeon put together. It's called Treasury of Psalms, but he just has some neat quotes from different preachers. This is a guy named Robert Rolock. He says, what was the chief thing that moved the prodigal son to return home to his father? Was it chiefly the distress, the disgrace, and poverty wherewith he was burdened or the famine that almost caused him to starve? No, but the chief thing was this. He remembered that he had a loving father that made him resolve with a humble confession to go home. Mm. 
So even so it is with the sinner. It is not terrors and threatenings that chiefly will move him to come to God, but the consideration of his manifold and great mercies. And so I, I, I like this understanding. There is forgiveness with you. Mm. The prodigal son realized he got to thinking about his father. He said, there's mm. going to be forgiveness when I go home. Yeah. Yeah. There's wow. forgiveness with you that you may be feared. And I believe that that is such a powerful revelation to understand. And it's a motivating thing, not just for people that are in the prodigal son situation, you know, that are way far away from God, but for us in our everyday lives, sometimes I feel like we disqualify ourselves from approaching the throne of grace. Mm -hmm. And, and I know this has been said about, uh, about men particularly is that the, one of the reasons why men have a difficult time in going into prayer is because they feel like there's this block spiritually mm -hmm. and, uh, but I think that we do ourselves such a disservice mm -hmm. when we don't, even if we are feeling like, you know, uh, distant from God, but mm -hmm. the, that's in that depth place. That's where we say, God, I'm looking to you. There is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking toward you right now. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it's more, it can be sometimes more of a discipline, um, than anything else, but man, that discipline is in no way negative to make that a habit to uh, go to the Lord in prayer. Um, even when you don't feel like overcome those feelings. We've talked about that a lot, but um, you just got to put your face, you know, towards the Lord, you know, towards his holy temple. That's what it says, right? Back there, it says worship towards your holy temple. We got to worship towards his holy temple, and that's where we're going to find wholeness. Yeah, and just so key to remembering that we're in this journey, then this process of the tabernacle of David being restored, mm -hmm. and these psalms are a part of that. Mm -hmm. These psalms are going to be sung, this is a part of God's, the restoration of the world really is worship and praise coming up in all the nations. And so remembering David is a warrior king and he is singing the Psalms of praise and just really crying out to God. I, I don't think that it's in any way um, taking away from being a man, you know, um, to be a, you know, a real strong man to to pray, to praise. We see this example in David. And just a reminder that it's the tabernacle of David that's going to be restored. It's uh, men are going to be entering into prayer along with, we're thankful for all the women intercessors that yeah, are out yeah, there. Yeah. They're a huge part of this whole thing. Uh, but I, I remember this one guy saying that nine out of 10 intercessors are women mm. and, and we're thankful for them. Yeah. But guys, we need to step up to the plate. Amen. We need to, we need to embrace uh, this tabernacle of David revelation this tabernacle of david move of god that's happening and enter in like david realizing we're entering into a spiritual battle as we praise with these psalms so it's so important amen yeah i'm just he's worthy of our time yeah it says men you know we're productive a lot of us are productive mindset and we just can't really uh see the production that's happening when we enter into prayer we right see it you know and that's what takes faith that's why it increases faith right but you increase your faith you know, build yourself up in that most holy faith and, and go into prayer, make some set times of prayer mm -hmm. and uh, ask the Father to help you see what he's doing around you uh, so that your prayers, know that your prayers are, are making an impact. And right. uh, they're making probably more of an impact than you would uh, otherwise, right? Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Right. So we just got to know that the what the word says about prayer and that it is a productive, it's efficient, it's not a word of it's going to return void. Like God is going to accomplish his will for praying his will. Right. The effective, fervent. Oh, how's, that, how's that verse go? The effectual. fervent, effectual prayer of the righteous man avails much. Amen. So, yeah, we just have to take God at his word. Amen. Amen. Going on to verse five. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I do hope. 
My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. Don't you love in the scripture how sometimes we'll repeat a line? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> just for further emphasis. Right, like this. for a good uh, echo there. Okay? We're yeah. talking about a song here. You know, if you need a good <laughs> echo, they just went ahead and put the echo right. in there. <laughs> so just just imagine this. You know, you're, you're a shepherd watching your flock through the night. You're a watchman, maybe watching a city, possibly. Mm-hmm. You know, but just this whole idea of staying out through the night under the stars, these watchmen had a critical role. Amen. They didn't have security cameras and stuff back then. Mm-hmm. And so they, the watchmen were watching the camp and there's this longing that develops through the night to see the sunrise. Mm-hmm. And just imagine this, and this psalm here is saying more than the watchman waits for the morning, my soul longs for you. Mm-hmm. And just seeing God as being that one that's going to come, like his kingdom is gonna come like the sun on the horizon. It's going to, it's going to scatter the darkness. And, and so just, um, processing and meditating on that, that God would stir up our longing and that we could truly say this, that yeah, more than that guy that's been staying up all night, he's, you know, it's, it's been hard. He's, he has maybe been cold. Uh, he's sleepy. He's, uh, you know, he may have to face, uh, enemies and stuff in the night mm-hmm. and he's longing for that morning. And, but more than that guy wants to see the morning, that we want to see God. We Amen. want to see him come in his kingdom. Amen. Yeah. He says it twice. Yes. More than those who watch for the morning. Yeah. I'm just thinking about, you know, the enemies, you know, attacking through the night, you know, and, and when you're you know tired and, and weary and the watch watchman's role. And we've been praying um, on uh, Wednesday mornings um, for the coming of the King. And I was, mm. as I've been reading the verses in Matthew, uh, I think it's 25, 26, and Revelation 19, and, and Yeshua keeps saying, you know, I'm coming quickly, I'm coming quickly, watch and pray. You know, Yeshua, I mean, it was just like, watch and pray, watch and pray, watch and pray, watch and pray. And um, watch lest you enter into temptation. And just the whole idea of a watchman. He didn't mention just once or twice. Oh, like, no. Yeah, I know. He, he kept, he, it was a common theme, I think, throughout his ministry, uh, especially when he got to the parables, you know, of the the virgins or of the uh, the wise servants, uh, talents, and all of those right. parables, he's saying, he's going to come an hour you're not watching. Right. So watch. Right. <laughs> watch. And uh, so that's, uh, I think, a, a good, uh, a good for this time in, in history, I think, um, you know, there's nothing more profitable or, or nothing more effective uh, to prepare us for the coming days, uh, whatever the future holds, than to be watchful in yeah. our prayers. So. Yeah, amen. And just tying this into the whole journey element as well. So we're nearing the end of the journey, mm-hmm. right? We're ending the the end of this, nearing the end of this journey where we appear in the very courts of God. And so I believe that's it's a reminder to us. We I've been reading through uh, some of the kings, you know, Chronicles, Kings, and looking at the number of guys that made it to let's say the three quarter mark, and then just totally lost it. Yeah. <laughs> Pride <laughs> entered their heart. And we're about the three-quarter mark here mm. at Psalm 130. And just how critical it is to be in that place of watching mm. and waiting on God. Because I think our human tendency is around that half, three-quarter mark is we we start leaning on our own strength. It, it's a thing that we we have to uh, we have to fight that, that tendency to just lean on our own abilities, lean on our own strength. In the beginning of the journey, we realize, you know, we're, 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 we realize how, wow, we're thankful for salvation. We're thankful for forgiveness. Uh, we're amazed, but then the danger is, is that when we get down further the line that we stop leaning, leaning on God. 
a song of songs talks about who is this coming up from the wilderness leaning on her beloved and this is the uh the place the bride's at at the end of the journey leaning leaning on the beloved and we got uh, Isaiah 40 as well, but those who wait in the Lord shall renew their strength. This is a time where we need renewed strength to finish the race strong, but it's those that wait, those that see the wisdom in waiting on God. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And so this is our prayer for our own lives, for your life out there listening, is that you can finish the race strong. And the way you do that is at this point in the journey, you you realize the importance of waiting on God. Amen. You know, more than the watchman waits for the morning, my soul longs for you. I'm waiting. I'm longing for that day when I can be in the court. I'm, mm. I'm making this upward journey, the psalm of ascent journey, and one day I'm, I'm going to actually be in your immediate presence. Yeah, amen. Yeah, we've got uh, a young couple here that's uh, doing betrothal, and, and they're not seeing each other right now. And, uh, man, it just, it just emphasizes the, uh, the whole idea of longing, you know, being a watcher, you know, uh, they had somebody that was watching for the bridegroom, right. You know, and, uh, he could come at midnight, you know, and, and it's just such a beautiful picture right. to engage in and to see, um, the, the love that they have for each other already, you know, in each other's eyes and right, man, it's just such a, uh, an impactful and, uh, mm-hmm exciting thing to watch it really is an exciting thing to watch and and to, yeah. and to know hey you know we're supposed to we're supposed to be feeling like that you know we're supposed to have those butterflies you know we're supposed right. to have eyes you know looking towards the sky you know right so it, it's just not it's not such a weird thing you know if you catch yourself just gazing up into the sky <laughs> it's not such a weird thing you know just just say up a prayer and uh, lord longing for your return come lord yeshua come let it yes. be you know in your innermost heart to yeah. uh to see him to see his face maybe you know don't don't say oh i'll wait until you know i'm dead i'll live a good long life you know but <laughs> it, 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 encourage i encourage you to pray that the, the day of salvation would be today yeah that he would come today amen verse seven wrapping up here the psalm O israel hope in the lord for with the lord there is mercy and with him is abundant redemption and he shall redeem israel from all his iniquities it's a great prayer. Amen. A lot of these psalms, these psalms of ascent uh, chapters have great prayers. He shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Mm-hmm. And so we can bring this in intercession. Thank you, Father, that you're going to redeem Israel from all their iniquities. Um, some people, they will look at natural Israel right now and, and think, you know, how could this be the fulfillment mm. when there's so much, uh, there's sin. Negativity. There's yeah. sin. Uh, but Aaron and I have both been in Israel, and we we've seen the other side as well. Absolutely, there's yeah. there's a restoration happening. There's right. beautiful things happening as well, and so we we believe this verse here that yes. God is going to redeem Israel from all His iniquities, right. like and, it or not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's just the truth, Amen. and and God is going to do it. He's going to uh, do it for His namesake. The yes. Scripture says, uh, and He's going to redeem. He's going to redeem His people. All of Israel, it says in the Scripture, will be saved, mm. and so. This is the abundant redemption as we look forward to this place of being in the presence of God, which we believe is coming to Jerusalem, mm. the the, uh, the the house of God. You know, Isaiah 2 says, come, let us go up to yes. the house of the Lord. Uh, that's going to be a physical place, I believe, mm. in Jerusalem. And this is what we're looking forward to, this redemption 
and it's going to be abundant. It's yes. going to be just overflowing with the goodness of God. Amen. And this is uh, this is what these psalms are ramping up towards, this place of actually being in the courts of the Lord, yeah. uh, being in his very presence, and all the nations are invited to participate, to come up to Jerusalem to worship. And uh, this is what we're, this is what we're, our hope, we're, we're hoping. Yes. And, and this, this psalm is calling Israel to hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is abundant redemption. Amen. So, yeah, make that your one thing. To, you know, yeah. today, you know, try and focus and realign. It just every day, it's a, it's a, it's a thing that we have to do to, to gird our loins. You know, gird up our hearts mm-hmm. and set our mind on the things of Him and uh, towards that one thing. You know, that, uh, that really is what pleases the Father heart when we can make it that one thing. Yeah. So if um, these CDs, you know, we have a CD with these psalms on them. Uh, should yeah. be at uh, the website loveandpurity.com. Is I'm, I'm guessing is that the, actually I would go to the Hyavel website okay. to get those. Uh, they've got I think we we actually ran out of copies. Oh. So yeah, <laughs> I'll go to Hyavel.com if you would like a copy of these. Yeah, H A Y O V E L dot com. You can get them there. Psalm uh, Psalms of Ascent, and um, they have all these uh, the whole Psalms all the way through there, Hebrew and English, mm-hmm. and uh, you can learn them. So that way you know you know when it's time to sing them and you're going up. Yeah. So. All right, blessings to everyone there. This is the voice of my beloved podcast where we believe that learning or hearing and following the voice of the bridegroom king leads to the most abundant and joy-filled life. Shalom. of my supplication If you Hashem should mark iniquities Hashem who could stand but there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared I wait for Hashem my soul waits in his word I so wait for Hashem more than they that watch for the morning and they that watch for the morning oh Israel hope in Hashem for with Hashem Oh, yeah.
It's right. 